episode of the Women in Brewing podcast. I am Carrie, Woo-hoo. one of the members of the Women in Brewing team. Hi, Carrie. And we have Aaron. I am one of the members of the Women in Brewing team as well. And Amanda. Same Z's. Same Z's. <laughs> we have a special guest today, Aaliyah. Hello. Welcome. Thank what up, Aaron? Very excited to have Aaliyah here. Yeah. I'm exactly. excited to be here. Yay. Woo. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. Well, Aaliyah is part of our monthly um, group of women that we interview as part of our um, Women in Brewing podcast. One of our missions is to provide women with a voice and uh, a place to kind of be able to feel like they're accepted and that understood and, you know, somebody to relate to. So we have Aaliyah here today who's going to share her story about all the great things. And she's a local. So that's always very important to us is highlighting our local Somerville women and all the wonderful and amazing things that they do behind the scenes and people don't even know about it. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited. We're going to start with some Spitfire, right, Birch? Always. Yes. Today's Spitfire is sponsored by Ben's Chex Mix. Please <laughs> give me more of it. Ben's Chex Mix. Careful, though. Comes with the warning. Maybe a little spicy. You're right. Maybe a little spicy. spicy. <laughs> uh, please, Should Ben, not give me more of your Chex Mix. Should not eat the trough. All right. It's also sponsored by running. Don't do it in the dark because then you'll hurt yourself. Oh That's a different best. story. For or you may day. not come back alive. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. There's just the, you trip on uh, the concrete. It was me. It was me. I did that. Oh. Okay. It's amazing. So a few different fun ones. The Uh-oh. first one, fun one that I, I do this one a lot, but I like it. Spirit animal. Ooh. Honestly, I'm going to probably say a koala or a sloth. Yeah, because like they literally just like to chill and eat. Nice. And I am very good at both of those things. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Another another oldie but goodie. Uh, if you were to have a boat, what would you name it? Oh, I think I know this. Um, <laughs> if I had a boat, I would probably name it the USS Ia. Because my pa- I couldn't say my name when I was little, so oh, I would always call myself Ia. That's awesome. So my dad used to say that I'm, I was so messy that he would be like, look out, it's the USS Ia coming through. Oh, <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. I like that one. If you were a potato, what way would you like to be cooked? Uh. <laughs> no, this is actually very this good. This is a good one. Listen, yeah. We're getting real good. Yeah. We are. Good good job. I like it. I would always, okay, the basic answer would be fried because everything is delicious fried. Okay. But I think I'm just going to go with like a classic, like delicious baked potato, Ooh. but with all the goodies on it. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Good like old that classic, classic sexy style. What do you define, define as the goodies? What, what are we? Oh, you got to have like goodies, the sour cream. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sour cream. The cheese on bacon? it. And bacon. Oh, yeah. Bacon. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Bacon. Yeah. yeah. The salt. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of salt. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. All of it. You got to have all the good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. If not, what's the point? Yeah, I'm not going to say truffle because that's overrated. Uh, I can't do that anymore. I'd like to also <laughs> apologize because I sang Sierra's My Goodies on this podcast. So that's my mistake. Um, complete the sentence. I wish everyone could. I really want to be inappropriate on this. Go for it. Go for it. Shut the fuck up. Woo! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you. I love it for me. <laughs> Uh, what is the last song you listened to on your Spotify account? If you have one, ooh, I'm um, easy. Adele's thirty. Oh, get it. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I did the uh, hold on. I think it was. 
Nice. I know. She can sing. She, she can. can. She can get it. She can yeah. belt out some tunes. Um, Wait, I don't know. I feel like I'm giving too many hints of what you do, but I liked this one too. If you could have an endless <laughs> supply of food, what would it be? Ooh, that's so hard because I love all food. Um, I would probably just go in the genre of Asian because it's the biggest genre and the most flavor. It'll cover all your bases. It really will from like Indian to African to like, you know, just different parts. It. So yeah. That's awesome. When you were six years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a singer or a teacher. Ooh, nice. one of those is a great Very option. Very different. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Someone's biased. <laughs> and finally, last but not least, what's the reason you wake up in the morning? Ooh. Ooh. Um, I think just because every, it sounds cliche, but like every day feels like it just gets better. And I'm very blessed like to be able to say that. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. a great answer. Thanks. Just as a like quick that. reminder, uh, <laughs> this Spitfire was brought to you by Ben. Give me another thing of Chex Mix, <laughs> you dick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Ben, the producer, will yes. make sure to hear. Can I just say I was oddly nervous for the Spitfire. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I was like, that's, what if I stutter? Every time I walk into a classroom, that's exactly how the children also feel. Yeah. So I'm glad. Like, that took me I just, back to some weird memory, why? and I'm just like, I don't understand. I'm going to say the wrong thing. It makes, <laughs> and there's no it wrong makes thing. me nervous when she does it with us, too. Yeah. yeah. No, it does. Because I'm like, uh, and, Aaron, and then Aaron goes first. I'm like, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Yep. I take <laughs> her answer. But I always have two answers. I'm like, I got two. She does. She always has two answers. I just elaborate on the question, and it's yeah. like, okay, Leah, we've been on this for five minutes now. Yep. I do like, that, too. Oh, okay. And nobody ever knows too. what it's going to be. That's no, why it's a spitfire. Okay. Well, my job here is done. Thank you. <laughs> Tagging Peace. out. Thank you. Tagging yes. out. All right. Nice. Going to get the Chex Mix. <sighs> I'm going to eat it on the spot. I'm glad you didn't bring it up here. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. It's all right. Okay. So, all right. Well, so we have Aaliyah here today, and yeah. I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. Um, one of my sons plays baseball and has been playing travel baseball and all kinds of stuff for a, a long time. And um, got a new coach a few years back and turned out to be a really great role model and influence and probably the best coach I've ever seen that he's Aww, had. Oh, you're going to make his head bigger. Well, you know, he big. is. But, <laughs> and droopy. Um, and so we all, yeah, so we all love him. And, um, and then, you know, he moved on to other things. Um, but, of course, through social media, we keep in touch. And then herein pops this pretty girl (laughs) and of course we all feel kind of like mamas to him because y'all are a little bit younger than us um and so everybody was kind of like oh there's a girlfriend (laughs) and the more I you know kind of watched you guys on social media I was like she's really awesome you know she's got great characteristics and so there was a lot that I thought you would bring to our audience oh so. well that means a so, lot thank you yes. and he better not blow it you know what? No. everybody <laughs> you better not blow that, it. and i thoroughly love it because it makes him so <laughs> mad but i'm like no like i thoroughly love it yeah awesome. yeah no it's crazy because after meeting him like somerville has such a there's like a huge close net of people mm-hmm. that i really haven't lived somewhere that has such a sense of community mm-hmm. and um you know donovan was just a great connection for me to meet all of these you know, amazing people, you ladies included. And it's like, oh my gosh, like it just, right. like it just it's keeps, yeah. yeah, like it's like it a, a web of uh-huh. And you don't, you don't think it would be because Somerville's not that small, but right. it yeah. is. I mean, right. When you get down to it. When you get down to it, it is. Yeah. 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 So yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. 
So yeah. start off. Tell us about you. Where did you grow up? Um, I'm originally from Denver, Colorado. Well, mm-hmm. Arvada, which is like a suburb of Denver. Um, I lived there for 19 years and then, uh, well, almost 19. As soon as I left uh, high school, it was like, <laughs> Peace out. to other things, y'all. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm from there. All my family is, for the most part, still there. What was that like growing up in Denver? Because clearly not Somerville, South Carolina. Yeah. Well, it's so crazy because whenever <laughs> I tell people I'm from there, everybody is like, why would you leave? But I'm always like, why would you stay? Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of how it is when you're born and raised somewhere. You right. don't really appreciate it that much. Um, I left just because I never really felt like I fit in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colorado has its moments of like beauty and it has like – now it's a sense of tourism. Right. But um, there's no – to me there was not enough culture it's just like and I don't mean this offensively but it's just a bunch of like middle class white people doing middle class white people things gotcha and I knew I just wanted more more. and so um yeah I just I was like I gotta go gotcha yeah I'm glad I did this is like my fourth state I've lived in since I I graduated high school So, so yeah so what what was life like growing up in college like, I mean it was a great childhood like mm-hmm. my parents I mean I always tell like Donovan if we were to ever have kids like one of my fears is like I could never be as good of a parent as my parents so it makes me like <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean I'm like man yeah. I got some big shoes to fill <laughs> but um I mean we had a beautiful house and a beautiful backyard and um it was fun because, like, I growing up, it was like the last little bit of the con- like the countryside left of Colorado uh-huh. before it got so expensive and so crowded. Right. So, um, one of my best friends, you know, her dad had a farm, so we grew up going there and taking care of the baby ducks and and the horses and things like that. And then at the same time, I lived right across from a huge city. So oh, wow, yeah. I kind of got the best of both worlds. Nice. Um, so growing cool. up wise, it was great. And is it just you? No, I have an older sister. Okay. She's 33 now. So gotcha. she's there with she's her husband. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So it's a little bit about Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I like I graduated right before weed got legal. So I was oh, like, cool. Yeah. I mean, right. everybody Perfect still timing. did it, but like right. still had to be sneaky yeah. about it. I was like, so y'all decide to like now, now when I don't live there anymore. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So gotcha gotcha what was school like what was like what was um, your typical life like yeah so I went to a school um well my high school is called Arvada West mm-hmm. and it was kind of cool because my parents went there and so my aunt went there she was the first graduating class and I was the 50th oh wow, wow. yeah so it was kind of cool in that sense um but you know from the time I was like really little mm-hmm. I think kindergarten um I was diagnosed with dyslexia ADD and short-term memory issues um, I had a really great kindergartner teacher who caught on to it. And so um, from a very young age, I was very self-aware of adversities or discrepancies, mm-hmm. um, which kind of made school, like I really love to learn, but right. it made it very challenging to feel like I belonged. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of bittersweet. Like I would look forward to it. And then once I was there, I'd be like mentally just exhausted. Okay. Um so, but luckily, like, I had parents who were really supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times when parents hear the word, like, learning disability or just anything, they immediately shut down. And, and I get that. That's hard. Right. But mine always, like, turned to the route of, like, let's teach her self-love now. Mm-hmm. And let's, like, really teach her 
confidence because we think that's going to take her farther than just being like, well, you know, my kid is poor me, poor my kid. So when I got to school, I kind of was able to like go in with like an armor that Mm -hmm. they, they kind of installed in me at a young age. So that helped a lot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely appreciate that they kind of sat down and actually told me like this right. is what dyslexia is. These are all the stars and celebrities who have it. <laughs> right. You know, they at the time you can tell I'm a '90s baby because they were like, Britney Spears is somebody, and I was like, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Uh uh-uh. no, Hit me, baby, one more what time, time Britney Spears. <laughs> We're talking like, about the same one. Yeah. Now That's later right. on, I'm like the one that shaved her head bald and went off the deep end. So I'm like, <laughs> not okay. the best example, but. <laughs> But yeah, so school nice. was, yeah, it was, it was both challenging and good. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. in high school, did you have an idea about what you wanted to pursue? I mean, facing those challenges, yeah. was that like, oh my God. You know, or... it's so crazy because, um, when I was 16, I was actually getting ready to drop out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was just so done with, like, I had to constantly let teachers know that, I wasn't stupid or I wasn't lazy. I was struggling. Right. And so my parents decided that they wanted me to volunteer in our special needs classroom of kids with intellectual disabilities. Just their thought was like, well, let's put you on people who essentially have it, quote unquote, like worse Mm -hmm. than you do. And turns out when I got into that room, they taught me more about life and myself Mm -hmm. than I could ever teach them about anything. Um. And I I really started to love teaching and I was good at doing it Mm -hmm. because in some strange way, I kind of connected with them and where it's like, I know what it's like to have people look at you and your diagnosis and think that's all you are. And I see you and you see me. And so we really like uh, one student in particular became a really good friend of mine. His name was Jeremy. And we ended up being best friends. So everywhere we went in high school, I didn't care. I didn't care what people thought at all. I still don't. Like, he came with me. And the school took on to it so well um, that later on, you know, we started a cheerleading team called Aww. the Sparkles. Um, and we we did a prom. Like, I threw a prom mm-hmm. for them. And I didn't think people would join in, but other athletes and things like that helped me put it together. Nice. And we created a prom for them. Right. So. I really found a sense of purpose with that. And I kind of decided like, oh, I'd like to be a teacher, I think, for for that. So I ended up going to uh, University of Kentucky to be a special ed teacher. Right. Before life kind of switched and changed its course as (laughs) it does. Yeah. 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 But that was originally in high school is where I kind of decided like I want to stay in school and I think I can do this. So. Right. Yeah. I owe a lot to the kids. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Do, you, do you get to keep in touch with anybody i do actually there's a quite a few of them i still have on facebook um i'm really bad at keeping in touch with anyone really but <laughs> so you know but um unfortunately with jeremy i i had to fall back a little bit due to some some family issues with him um it just wasn't really safe for me to keep in contact right. but um you know i i will always love jeremy and uh you know, if they ever need me, I'm there. Right. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And they're all doing their own wonderful things. Right. And I love seeing that too. And right. Just, yeah. You know, we're all kind of growing into who we are. Right. Yeah. And that's just so cool too. That it your is. parents kind of pushed you to do, you know. 
yeah look yeah at it that right. way as yeah. opposed to you know oh yes. well let's keep working and no my parents yeah I was gonna say I, I know like they didn't I'm sure they didn't tell me a lot of the things right like, they were probably crying at night too or freaking out because right. like you know when you worry and, about what's gonna happen yeah mm-hmm. and you know like being in the early 2000s they didn't know anything about dyslexia okay I mean it's fairly it's crazy but it's still fairly like nobody really knew about it right and so they kind of told my parents that I would never be able to read above a fourth grade reading level. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So that was um, obviously wrong. Right. I tell people I can read at a sixth grade <laughs> reading level. Thank you very I much. Way higher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I still can't spell worse yet. But Neither can I. I. Yeah. Relatable. I got the spell check. Yeah. <laughs> Even my, I think my phone's like, girl, I give up. <laughs> like, I, there ain't nothing left for me to give. <laughs> Let's go with a shorter, simpler one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, That's so funny. so they did a really good job of just being like, you know, they they told they educated me on what it was because right. it's kind of like if you don't like the kids gonna go around assuming they're stupid right you right. kind of, like you owe them, them the decency to at least explain what it is that yeah. right. why they think the way they right. do well and like you said too they gave you more <clears throat> better learning experiences of understanding self confidence and things like that which are things you're gonna need old, when you're older anyways not yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right and I now think with I, the Google machine, we can pretty much look up whatever we need. I know. I'm like, <laughs> you know, calculator. You know what I mean? I don't right. need none of that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think I, I even like um, mentioned, you know, to you guys that it's kind of like when you meet adults who didn't struggle as children right. and academically or whatever, and a lot of them go on to college and then they're surrounded by kids that are super smart right. or not even smart. I hate that term, but just excel or understand mm-hmm. the assignment better than better. you right and they literally shut down, shut down and they, they like cannot and they handle it yeah and i'm like like y'all are just now never... this is just now happening to right. you yeah. they've never faced any exactly. adversity yeah you know, yourself lucky yeah. this yeah. is your first adversity it's yeah. okay you'll survive right. we all did and as an <laughs> adult it's like so much worse because you have like this self-awareness mm-hmm. and like this horrible fear of the word failure well you hope you have that self-awareness yeah <laughs> you would hope yeah yeah but Some i people did a lot of them don't and it's everybody else's fault is that's first, also true you know is their first gut instinct is well, I know how to do this. This can't yeah. be me. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy and Daddy told me that I'm a shining star. And I'm the smartest. <laughs> yeah. Which, no shade on those people, no, you know, no. but I mean, it's yeah. like how, like, often my experience is like when they don't get the answer right, it is, they're so hard on themselves. themselves. Yeah. That and it's just failure, like, what does yeah. that do for you? Right. Like, seriously, what does that do? Yeah. You know. Stresses well. you out. Yeah. You just gotta be like, well, shit. Yeah. All right. It's okay. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So you went to Kentucky. Why Kentucky? That's crazy. I actually started in um, Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. And honestly, that's the only school that would accept me out of state because Mm -hmm. my scores were so low from my dyslexia. Okay. And um, they didn't believe in the scores. Like they took them into consideration, but they were like, what have you done for the community? What have you done? Yes. And it really was a school that gave kids who normally – it kind of reminds me of the movie Accepted. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that movie. 
I have seen okay, that movie. Okay, yeah. yeah. It kind of reminded me of that, where it's like all the misfits or all the kids that either were first generation Shit. or, yeah, just the yeah. kids like me, ADD or whatever. Came that was from the name of the school, South Harmon Institute of Technology. Technology. That's Shit. amazing. Yeah. Swear to God. Yeah. And like that's, it was called down. Missouri yep. Western, but uh, <laughs> it's a little more like, you know, mature name sure. and shit. <laughs> but um, I, I will always be grateful for them because, you know, they kind of gave me my foot in the door and they, they saw, like, again, they saw me. Right. Um, And it was a lot of kids that were first generation or had disabilities, like learning disabilities <laughs> mm-hmm. or low socioeconomic, economic, right. you know. Um, it was a primarily all, like, black student body. Mm-hmm. And that was an amazing experience for me, too, because um, I really ended up, just feeling like I found my place like I know I'm white obviously but I just felt like I fit in better mm-hmm. um and learned a lot about black culture through mm-hmm. that experience and meeting one of my best friends her name's Tiffany who was gracious enough to take my hand and kind of teach me it's not like I I, I never was like the type that would say like you know, horrible. Right. Like, not that. I just was clueless about, like, why black women's hair is a sensitive topic. Right. Mm-hmm. Or why, you know, I have a certain level of privilege and you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I just didn't right. know. And um, looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know how she was so gracious and, and you know, kind about that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm grateful that she was. And, and she's my best friend. She always will be. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely family. So Nice. Um, that was a really cool experience. I always look at, like, every state and school that I Mm -hmm. went to was like teaching me a different phase Mm -hmm. of my life right so that was kind of teaching me about like diversity Uh and then like I went on to Kentucky which really taught me about independence Mm -hmm. um I so the reason I left uh Missouri Western was because the after my first two years I wanted a little bit of a better school Mm -hmm. and they didn't have a special education program, but University of Kentucky did. And theirs is actually a very great program. Mm -hmm. So I transferred that way and um, I went from a very small school to a very big school. Kentucky's big. Very big. And um, what I learned is, you know, in the small schools, the professors get to know you and they care. And, you know, you you know everybody. I mean, you're bored as shit. In those, I mean, you're so bored. Right. But looking back, we were having fun. I just didn't know right. it. Right. But, in you know, UK was just, everybody felt so superficial. Like, mm-hmm. everybody felt like they were trying so hard. And the professors didn't care if you were alive or dead. Just pay me and, you know, whatever. Right. I, don't, right. I don't care if somebody died. Like, if you're not my class, you fail. Come and, to class, right. don't come to class. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting paid no matter what. Which in itself kind of teaches you, like, life's like that. But... You know, that was hard. Just it was crazy because I was like in school studying to be a special ed teacher with disability myself. And the teachers that were teaching us about these same disabilities did not give a shit about mine. And that kind of was just at a point where I was like, I don't think I want to go into this anymore. Like it really just broke that like passion. Uh Um, And I, you know, maybe if I was a smaller school, it would have been different. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh. I just was so unhappy being there and I just knew I like needed to do something different Mm -hmm. and I'm a firm believer like everything happens for a reason and if something is giving you a sign like you should do it right Mm -hmm. 
So I like called my parents. <laughs> like I don't know how they didn't kill me. I had literally a semester left before I graduated. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, yeah, and wow. like that's always been my move. Like I've always been somebody that just does what I want. Right. Like you know, I just I I don't I just have to do what feels right, right. no matter if it lets people down or not. Like I'll feel bad, of course. But right, it's my life ultimately. But it's you. Yeah. yeah, and so I called them, and at first they like they they were never mad, but they wanted me to finish. Right. And I was struggling so hard with math. And I was like, I was like, y'all, I can't keep going to school for this because teachers don't make enough for me to pay this debt back. Like, I can't keep. (laughs) I will never. Yeah, you're you're 20. Yeah, that's (laughs) Just trying to pass math. Like, that's not going to work. So they kind of were like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I've always loved to cook. And I love food. And I was like, I think I want to do culinary school. And they were like, all right. Like, (laughs) do you? Go for it. Yeah. They did. They're, and that's one thing I'll say. Like, whatever I decide to do, my parents, they're, like, full-blown, like, my biggest fan in whatever I do. Even if oh, it's, like, awesome. stressful to them. Right. They were, like, you know, for a while they kept telling me, but you're going to finish. You're, you know, you're going you're gonna to get this degree and you're going to finish the other one, right? And in my head, I'm thinking, hell no. But I was like, sure. yeah. And then they quickly realized that wasn't that's bad. not the case. And now, you know, they didn't even talk about it anymore. But, right. um yeah, so that's kind of the, the gist of that. Pardon the dogs. There's somebody at the door. <laughs> I love that they're like so fierce, but one they literally looks like a so sausage. Upset yeah. that they you literally finished the last semester sausage. that they just, yeah, they just, just had to leave. Literally, that's yeah. about what it sounded like on the phone right. for a second. Yeah. But yeah, yes. now my parents are like, so you're going to cook for us? I'm oh, like, yeah. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> by candlelight. We need to be doing I, I this by know. candlelight. I just feel like it's really dark in here. It is dark. <laughs> Sorry, audience. We're having light <laughs> issues. It's really dark in here. All right. So you're going to culinary school. How did you decide where to go, what to do? Like, were you still at Kentucky? What's yeah. Happened? So I actually had bought a house in Kentucky. What? Just, yeah. Because, like, out-of-state tuition. Right. It's, like, Crazy. it's cheaper to actually buy a house yes. and right. become an in-state Yeah, student. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, and so I had friends that would, you know, do rent and mm-hmm. it ended up being a good situation wow. for me. But um, it was a total shithole house. Like, oh my God, I do not miss that house. Like at all. I mean, I, a little bit, but not, not enough to ever right. cry about it. But you were in charge of it. And how old were you? Yeah. Um, I was like 22, 23. Yeah. yeah I, I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot. There's and, lessons um, there. Uh-huh. I will never have a big backyard again. <laughs> And sister. Yeah, I was like, no, I hired everybody to do or everything. Or you have to be able to hire somebody. That's exactly yeah. what I, yeah. I did. I spent all my working money on someone to just like rake my leaves. It's like it was like half an acre. I was like, I'm not doing this. No, I was like, uh-uh. that's a lot. It was a lot. My yeah. dog loved it though. But, yeah, it was like you know picking up turds is like a needle in a haystack over there. I was like, oh, sh- oh, <laughs> oh, right. oh, there it is. There it is. We found it. Yeah, I was like, I don't miss that. But um, yeah. So I was like. Uh, at the time, you know, I've always been someone who's like really overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it came from just like depression of being a kid that like I got held back in kindergarten because they wanted me to stay back a year to give me a fighting chance kind of a thing. And right. So it's like from the time I was little, I kind of knew I was different. So I would relate to like eating. Mm-hmm. And I think by the time I was like first year of college, I was like 250, 260. And um it just kind of carried with me. And mm-hmm. so when I had that time in between and I took off from UK and I was still kind of figuring out culinary school was what I wanted to do. Right. I was like, well, I'm going to take this time and I'm not going to waste it. So like I started working out mm-hmm. every day and I started to really get into eating clean and healthy. 
and I lost like a hundred pounds. Wow. Wow. And, um, yeah, thanks. And it, it, it was, but it wasn't even about like the, the physical, mm-hmm. you know, it was mental. Right. You know, I also struggle with anxiety and, and it really helped me in a lot of ways, like mm-hmm. find myself. Um, and I, I stopped being on anxiety medications and everything. It just like fixed everything really. And so that's kind of where I had a good headspace. And right. I, I kind of knew like, okay, well, I have to get in the right headspace before I can make any more life decisions for myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, so once I started getting in that, I, I was like, okay, I really do want to do this. And I looked around and I knew like, okay, well, I already have a house here. I can't like up and move right away. Right. So I saw um, Sullivan University's like in the top 10 best culinary schools in the nation. And like their main base is in Louisville. But I was in Lexington, but they had a sister school in Lexington. Okay. And it was just as good. Uh-huh. The same materials, just a little smaller. And um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I mean, culinary school, if you go to like like the private ones, it's right. about $22,000, yeah. you know. So it, it was wow. like going, same thing, you right. know, it was still expensive. My parents were like, can you just pick a cheap route for once? <laughs> <laughs> just for once. And it's I was like, amazing. Yeah. Um. So I went there and it was two and a half years Mm -hmm. and it was the time of my life. Awesome. I loved culinary school. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would get there at 7 a.m., but I was so excited and happy and it it really worked for my style of learning. Mm -hmm. Like it was all just creativity, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's a form of art. So, you know, I've always been more on the creative side and like our tests were like, you know, can you make a deconstructed version of like a burger? And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is what I'm getting tested. You know what I mean? Like, right. And then um, we did have to take general classes too, right. your math or whatever, but they related it to cooking. Mm-hmm. And it clicked. And I'm sitting, they're like, okay, so, you know, if you have two, like, you know, four quarts equal, right. you know, and you're just like, oh shit. Like, that's what they were trying to teach me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? But um, real world connections. Yeah. It's oh my yes. God. I was like, wait a minute. There's no like weird, like Robert wants to chop down a tree. <laughs> right. I'm like, what the hell? Robert. Yeah. Damn it, Robert. Yeah, this is like Robert has a cookbook and he wants to make two loaves of bread, like real things, you know, right. like who chops down a random tree in your front yard? <laughs> like Robert. 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 Yeah. Well, fuck Robert. Okay. That's what I'm at. Joe's taking train A and going to arrive at. Yeah. yeah right? You guys. No, your teacher. So and so's got a truck full of watermelon. Yes. It's like, <laughs> driving around with a truck full of watermelon. Yeah, it's like things like that that you're just like, what the fuck? So it, it just clicked and I ended up being on the honor roll for the first time in my life. And like wow. it's like you know, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but for someone like me It is. It is yeah, a big deal. like you just like I, I told you guys when we met that, you know, students with learning disabilities, one in five goes on to higher education than high school. Mm-hmm. And out of all the kids that I went, you know, from elementary to high school with, I was mm-hmm. the only one in the special ed classrooms that went on to do, not to say more, they're all doing their own thing, but right. that actually believed I could. Right. And so I think like that's a great lesson. And I wish that at, in this country we would do a better job of like, if you know, you're creative or this is the way you right. think, there are options for you. You know, we we hear the word trade school and we get mm-hmm. this bitter, nasty, kind of like degrading taste right. in your mouth. But the trade schools have been going strong. You know, like no matter mm-hmm. what the economic situations are, people in trades continue to still have jobs. 
Because we need them. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I we need pre- them. I, yeah. I used to preach need college is yep. what I used to do. I don't do that anymore. Nope. Yeah, because times make, change. You make more money doing yeah. things. Find that what you I'm like. Doing. Find what you enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and try to make a living out of that. If yeah. it involves college, then that's cool. Right. But and if, if it doesn't, is, yeah, if then college that's is good the route too. you got to go. Yeah. Then that's what you got to do. But if yes. not, there's another way to do it. And that's kind of like trucks of watermelons. Then figure it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. If, if there's anybody named Robert anywhere, like just don't. You know, unless you're in the tree alone, Robert. Yeah, exactly. But it's kind of like my parents kind of raised me on that mindset Mm -hmm. because you know they're boomers and so like I think at the time that was the case in American history like you had to go to college College, that's right yeah but Mm -hmm. now with social media or even podcasts Mm -hmm. and things like that there's so many different ways to make money and to make a career that really have opened up opportunities you know you look on Netflix and how many TV shows are dedicated to food right and so Americans are starting to catch on to food culture where other countries that's where it was created. Right. So they don't need to learn about it. So Which that's, is ironic when you think of the American culture and food. And yeah. The obesity problem that we yeah. have with well, our love why. of food. And you that's think? why because we're we we do not we don't treat food with respect until right. we're starting to, but like, you know, the history of food was like frozen T V dinners. Right? right. Well, first it started with mom always in the kitchen cooking. Mm-hmm. Then it started with frozen T V meals. And then it started with McDonald's and right. other chain restaurants. And then now we're kind of like, oh, there's Alinea in Chicago, who's mm-hmm. the best restaurant in the entire U.S. and in the top 20 in the world. And I will pay $1,000 for that experience. Right. So we're starting to like see it as art mm-hmm. versus just something you do to survive. Right. Where other countries, it's always been the art. Right. Um, and I think that's a great opportunity. You know, like food trucks. Mm-hmm. That's becoming really popular. Yes. Um, you know, there's just so many we different. Ones. Yeah. And here, like South Carolina is mm-hmm. so big on food trucks, yep. um, which I think is really cool. But there's just so many different opportunities in the culinary world alone mm-hmm. because of social media that there's different ways to make a really comfortable living. Right. Um, that maybe weren't available when my parents were younger. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of fun to be able to be like, well, there's a lot more options. That's right. Okay, so you're in culinary school and you're doing awesome, and which yes. is great because you know you love learning. So that's probably the other reason why you love. Yes, that you're I'm successful. so nerdy. Like I'm always like, <laughs> wait, wait, because there's a lot of science in it. So right. I'd be like, so if you add acid onto this, you're telling me that it's going to change <laughs> the entire structure of the mouthfeel. Right. And he's like, yeah, like octopus. And you're like, like <laughs> you know, like I just I love that. I'm wow. so nerd. Like I always have to. Like I'm always googling. Why does this do this? Or, right. Why is food, you know, and I just love that. Right. So, yeah, it was it was really cool. It's, it's like science every day. Right. So you finished culinary school, and then what? Then, it was so crazy. So <laughs> I was, like, super passionate and really, really, really involved in culinary school. Mm-hmm. Um, this was obviously, like, my last semester was when COVID first hit. Okay. Um, But, so I had actually tried to get a job at Alinea which is on like chef's table and you know he's one of the best chefs in the world mm-hmm. um and they had messaged me back and they called me right. which I didn't even think they would give me a fucking minute you know <laughs> and um asked me questions things like that and I you know they were kind of telling me the pay and they're you know so I, I really had it in the bag or so I thought but then someone with more experience came by and 
you know, it's a doggy dog world. Yep. I wasn't even mad. I was like, oh my right. God, I can't even believe they spent five minutes on me. <laughs> so I, I was like, okay, what else am I going to do? So right. I went to New Orleans because, you know, when I think of food. Right. right. And New Orleans has always been like a place I thought I was going to live because mm-hmm. I just, I love New Orleans. Um, but there's a restaurant. It's got a, it had a James Beard Award. Mm-hmm. And what is that? It's basically like, okay, if you, you know how there's like Emmys and there's different things like that. That would be like an Emmy for a restaurant. For a restaurant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it had a James Beard Award and um, I went there and I did a thing called a stage, mm-hmm. which for people who don't know, this is one thing why I love culinaries. <laughs> I don't know any other job that lets you do this where you go and you work an entire eight hour shift. They don't pay you, but here's the thing. You get to see if this is a good fit for you, and they get to see if it's a good fit for them. Right. So you know what you're getting into. Genius. Before yeah. you do it. What a great what idea. idea. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, it's all, it's just a great experience. And so this was a very contemporary French style kitchen mm-hmm. where it was the first time I had been in a such a professional kitchen to where I related for the like literally the first time cooking and music. Okay. Where in a traditional uh, structured kitchen, Mm -hmm. your executive chef is like the conductor. So he doesn't cook. He stands and he'll tell you, you know, over here, Mm -hmm. you know, you stir this and over here you do that. And I remember kind of having this like out of body experience and thinking like this is like it sounds so cheesy. But I was like, this is actually like this is beautiful. Like everybody has a place and everybody knows what they do. And it wasn't even stressful. And he said, he looked at me and he said, are you going to cook or are you going to watch? And I said, I'm going to cook. And he said, then get your ass on the line. <laughs> I said, okay. I'm on. So I'm in there and I can show you pictures. But um, I mean, this is like, a, a, it's the top line. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I actually like fit in and I did it. Right. And I had, I had so much fun. And like all the, it was filled with men. It's always filled <laughs> with men. And they all looked at me like, you think you can handle it? And you, you know, like <laughs> things like that. And I was like, I handed them a plate and I was like, you tell me. Right. And they looked at it and they were like, dang that looks good we good (laughs) yeah but the first time i did it chef was like if you bring me another plate that looks like this you're not you're getting the fuck out of here right and like that was you know i was a lot tougher then and i was like oh shit okay so i was like you want a plate i'll I'll make him a plate so i just and i handed it to him and he was like that's what i mean (laughs) but it was like one of those moments where it's like i can do this right um so i did that whole experience and uh they offered me not only the externship but a job after the externship and I looked at apartments and my mom was with me and it was like holy shit um and then COVID hit (laughs) I know and then uh restaurant August temporarily closed Uh and then a hurricane hit Mm -hmm. and they told me you know you have a job here for for life like if you want to come here whenever you can Mm -hmm. but we just don't know when When we're gonna be And so I'm just someone where I'm like, I can't, I hated Kentucky. Like mentally, spiritually, all of it, it was horrible. Uh, The people there were just toxic and Mm -hmm. I just knew I couldn't stay there. Like I was literally pulling my hair out if I couldn't, like, you know, that feeling of just like crawling out of your own skin. So I was like, I have to get out of here and I have to get out of here now. Um, So my best friend from childhood, um, he is in the Navy and he actually just got sent to Charleston mm-hmm. at the same time. And he bought a house and he was like, I need roommates. You're my best friend. I've known you my entire life. 
I haven't seen you in five years. Right. You have nothing going on right now. <laughs> He's like, why don't you come to Charleston? And at first I shut that down so fast. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to New Orleans. Like, I'm just going to move there. But New Orleans is expensive as hell. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so finally I was like, all right, something clicked. And I felt this like intense feeling of purpose towards Charleston. Mm-hmm. And I've never in all the states I've lived in. Like, nothing has felt like that. Mm-hmm. And again, I was like, Aaliyah, like, you've had these feelings before and you always followed your gut on them. Like, don't deny this. Like, this right. is the strongest one you've had. So I was like, fuck it. I sold my house in like five five days. Mm-hmm. And wow. Yeah. My dad yeah. came out, packed up a truck, and we drove down to, to Charleston. And I had never been... I didn't even know. You didn't. Wow. You've never been never to Charleston. Been I've never been to any of the states I've moved to. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That was yeah. amazing. Though. I've never That's ever. Baller. I, I yeah, just have this idea that if I'm going to move somewhere, because if you visit, it kind of taints what your mm-hmm. experience is. So I want to go completely unbiased with things. So I'm like, if I'm going to move somewhere, I don't want to know shit about it. I just want to go. If I don't like it, you can always leave. Right. You know? So... I, I didn't even know Charleston was like, I know it sounds bad, but I was like, I didn't even heard of Charleston. I was like, where the hell is Charleston? You know what I mean? Like, I was like, what? Because this is the furthest south I've ever been. I'm okay. like, I've never, you know what I mean? I don't know what the hell. And so I come all the way down, especially Somerville. Yeah. And right. I told them, I was like, Somerville, I just picture like a bunch of nice white ladies that are pregnant and have like, you know what I mean? Stepford. Stepford. Yeah. She's like in Connecticut. Yeah. Out of it. That's what I told people. I was like, the name just sounds so like, Pleasantville, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. yeah, and I was like, I don't know about this, but um, let's give it a try. Yeah, so I was like, fuck it, you know, I'm just gonna go. It's got summer in it. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, that's my best friend. Like, I haven't right. seen him in five years. You know, COVID's going on. Restaurants are shut right. down. What else are you gonna do? Yeah, so yeah. I was like, let's do it. And um, his mom gave me the idea that I should start cooking for the Navy base because they're always, you know, like I mean, they work them to death. Yeah, and none of them have time to even do anything a lot of them you know if they have families they're not there or right. if their families are there they're also in navy whatever but it's mostly the single ones mm-hmm. um that struggle like i saw my friend his name is cord mm-hmm. that's who i moved in with and i i was like cord you literally eat like hot pockets i'm like bro this is like, <laughs> like college yeah i was like we did th- this is why i got 250 pounds in the first place because i was hanging around you in high school and this is the same shit like you're eating the same stuff and so um i started like thinking about it i was like that's a really good idea so i was like well i gotta think of a name and then I was like, well, what do they call food in, like, military? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, chow. Right. I was like, I could do chow boss. Ah. And so I came up with chow boss. Um, and so I would, like, make meals in the house mm-hmm. and deliver them to some of the Navy guys. And then I put it on a Facebook page in the neighborhood we were at. And it kind of blew up. And uh, <laughs> it was great because, like, right. a bunch of people, I would just make a meal for, or make a menu and email it out for the week. Mm-hmm. And then they would order, and I would just deliver it to their houses. Oh, and cool. um, it kept me afloat for almost a year. That's wow. pretty amazing. That's a, yeah, yeah, that, that fantastic. is fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was the. It was a really good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I like needed more experience. I just right. graduated culinary school. You know, I hadn't really worked in too many restaurants. So I was like, I really need more experience before. I, like, this is the step you do after the experience. Right. So. Um, <laughs> 
I was like, okay. So I knew it wouldn't last forever, but I just wanted it long enough for a vaccine to come out. And then but that was that a good, it was good timing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it was the best. Cause I knew restaurants at the, that time were like one minute they're open, one minute they're closed. Right, right. You know, if you were in there, you had to wear a mask and like right. cooking over an open flame in a mask. Ooh, I can't even I'm imagine. Like, I would like to keep my facial features, right. you know, like versus melting them off. Like no thanks. Yeah. So, um, it, it really just, yeah, kept me through mm-hmm. the worst of COVID. So I was, it was, it was a fun experience for sure. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of miss it sometimes, but <laughs> cooking for large amounts in a house is hard. Oh, I can yeah. You, so you don't do chow boss anymore? No, 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 no. Now that I, like, now that we moved into our, our house and I have a big island again, I'm, I mean, it'd be easier, but at the time, too, I had, uh, my friend Cord actually got stationed to Japan and he wasn't oh. expecting that, so... It was either like paid two thousand dollars in mortgage because he or like for rent because he had to go he right was leaving or get an apartment and so um, for people listening I um, I met my boyfriend at a gym um, and he like the gym was right by these apartments and he lived there and so I was always over there anyway right. at the time and I was like all right. At first, I didn't want to do the apartments by right. name because I was like, if we break up and I have to see your ass every day, like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's bad enough I have to see you at the gym. Yeah, and, and I'm like, gyms. I know myself, my anxiety. I'm going to be like peeking through the blinds like, is that a, is that a woman? Like, you know, like, <laughs> Who's that with him? Who did? And so I was like, I can't do that. So um, Did he give her a little extra in her shake? Yes. That's awesome. What's happening? I'm sitting here like, I know, because these girls make it very clear that they like you. And they make it very clear that they don't like me. <laughs> so I'm sitting here like, mm. But um, finally, it was like, it just makes more sense. So it was actually right. kind of fun because like, his apartment was like two streets down my apartment. So we would just walk to each other's apartments. Aww. And it was a lot of fun. Like, and then right. if we got mad at each other, we'd just walk, walk back. back. <laughs> <laughs> Which happened a Bye. lot. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But um, so that was a really fun experience. But um, that kitchen was, it was small. So it was like cooking for like. 30 people mm-hmm. in a small kitchen Ooh, yeah, and, an and meal prepping kind of stuff. it was just so hard to yeah, like only, yeah yeah I mean some Donovan and I were still kind of new in the relationship Donovan's my boyfriend for people listening and he like one time he surprised me with these really nice workout shoes and he has the key to my apartment well after I cooked for people I sometimes like timing in culinary is everything yeah. and it's the hardest part so I was like, oh, my God, I got to get these deliveries out. Like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Like, I'm packing everything. I'm getting my keys. I'm getting my car. And I leave out clean when I get back. But it looked like a fucking hurricane, right? <laughs> there's, like, flour everywhere. The oven might have still been on. I don't know. And, Love like, it. there's seasonings and things like that. And, like, I come home and there's this <laughs> sweet little, like, giant box of these brands called nobles mm-hmm. and they're really nice workout shoes yep. and he writes like a really sweet note but he puts it on the island but like there's right in the middle of everything any, yeah there's yeah. barely room on that fucking island because there's all this all disastrous stuff. and i just was like that was like the first time he really saw like how i live yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like i live under the bridge and this is me (laughs) (laughs) you know and i'm just like well rip that band-aid right off and i just did it yeah and i like saw him and i was like oh thank you so much let's just get it over with let me just hear what you have he was really sweet about it though but um i don't miss that it was An artist, an artist at work. I mean, what do you do? Oh my god! You know what would have been really sweet 
as if he had cleaned it all up for <laughs> oh you. Oh my god, no. Damn like, it, Donovan. Get it was, your shit yeah. together. <laughs> no, for any normal person. But like, honestly, it was so bad that like, I didn't even want to clean up. Like I walked in and I was just like, I couldn't even enjoy the shoes because right. I was just like, I can't believe he saw all of this. Like, it was just more like, I can't believe I did this to myself. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm like, you, you call yourself a chef. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, oh, it yeah. was so bad. But, um. See, look, and you guys laugh. So, Brian, my husband, is the brewer. Oh, is, God. Holy shit. Ben is like, are you there today? Please tell me you're there today. Please, please tell me you're helping behind him today. Please, 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 please. Because <laughs> I'm the cleanup crew. Yeah. <laughs> See? And it's so funny because, like, in a professional kitchen, I'm actually very OCD at work about right. my space. <laughs> But, like, I'm th- sometimes I laugh because I'm sitting here thinking, like, if they only, like, my coworkers only knew, like, how I used to be, like, they would be like, this bitch. Because I'm, sometimes I get so frustrated with some, like, like, you know, people around me and I'm just like, clean this up, clean And I'm sitting here thinking, girl, your boyfriend literally had to shove stuff off of your island to make room for a <laughs> box because you had everything everywhere. Like, you really don't have room to talk right now. <laughs> That's yeah. So how did you get to the job you're at? Um, is it crazy? So, um, I was on a woman's like chef page mm-hmm. and, um, the sous chef, one of our sous chefs at the place I work now, which mm-hmm. is called Bishop Gatson. Um, her name is Stephanie Little, chef Stephanie Little. And, um, you guys can look her up. She's awesome. She's very talented. Um, she, like, I posted something. I can't remember what I posted on there, but there's like, I mean, women chefs from all over. And she was like, I'm in Charleston too. And I was like, what? And um, so we kind of connected that way. And then out of nowhere, she kind of messaged me and was like, hey, like we really need someone on Garmage, which is like the salads and appetizers and colds, you know, in yeah. a restaurant. Garmage? Yes. Garmage. Everything okay. is French and culinary. Right. right. Charcuterie, yeah. as it yeah. should be. Charcuterie. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's all it's all French. You say it French. so well. Yeah. Well. What is it called? What? Say that word again. Gummage. Yeah. Use that. I like, I like the face. <laughs> you gotta like. You can't see your face. It's hilarious. Like, guys, I brought some gummage. You gotta, like, you gotta have to like look like a French asshole. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta put your mouth like a backwards upside down. Yeah. Something. A backwards upside. Gummage. Gummage. There you Love go. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. I'm tapping out. It's like, yeah. I went, it's like I went to culinary school, you guys. There you go. You just aced it. See how easy it is to yeah. be on a row? No. <laughs> no. Hell no. no. Hell no. But um, yeah, so she was like, is there any way? And I was like, you know what? I'm really over this child boss thing. Like, it's it's great, but you don't have benefits. You don't have right. a stable income. Right. right. Um, so I was like, okay. And what sold me is the hours. Mm-hmm. It's like 6 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. And in culinary worlds, they, you know, you work yourself to death. Like it's 12 hour shifts. It's, um, you know, basically, I mean, cause you can't just leave if people are in the restaurant, like, what are you going to do? Like, Oh, my shift's up. Like (laughs) you gotta, you gotta peace out, make your own food. Yeah. Yeah. Like Uh, kitchen's open 350 degrees back there. You just figure it out. (laughs) But, um, so, you know, you kind of have to stay. And I knew like, before being single, like mm-hmm. Donovan's the first relationship I've really ever been in. And um, before, you know, when you're single and you're independent and you're just kind of doing you, you don't really care. Yeah, right. Um, then I met Donovan and I was like, well, I want to be home now. Like, I don't, 
I don't want to be out till 2 a.m. every night. I don't, you know, I don't want to be around a bunch of like, <laughs> I love them, but dudes all the time that are, you know, talking about God knows what and doing, you know, God, <laughs> God knows, knows what. what. Yep. So um, this was like a really good, sounded really good. The pay was nice mm-hmm. and the benefits were the best I've ever seen. And so I was like, I'd be dumb. That same feeling. Mm-hmm. You got to take it. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And right. um, the executive chef, chef, his name is Chef Ryan, um, and he is the best boss I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's not only does everybody there teach me because I am inexperienced, you know, right. I know things, but when I'm there, it's like I forget everything, <laughs> and I hate that. You know, I hate feeling like I don't know what I'm it's doing. Happening. But um, in a lot of ways, I don't because you know, culinary school is just like anything. You know, you go to school to be a teacher. I doubt you felt like you know what you were doing the first day on the job, you know? Right. 23 years. Still yeah. Trying to figure I, don't this shit out. I don't know what I did today. <clears throat> did I? Yeah. Like, 23 years. <laughs> yeah. Still figuring it out. Exactly. And so it's kind of like that. Um, and this is an industry that is like a lot, but very male dominated. Mm-hmm. And being in a creative artsy industry, everybody there has a sense of I'm better. Not, mm-hmm. not just at my job. Don't get me wrong. It's everybody there's wonderful, but it's a sense of like artists are very confident and what mm-hmm. they do. Right. And you have to mm-hmm. be. I mean, right. you don't, if you don't think that you're cooking something that's good, you're probably not. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, you kind of have to toughen up in that industry because they can smell weakness. Like, it's kind of like, you right. know, um, if you look like, you know, you're, if you look like you don't know what you're doing, they're going to kind of prey on that. Mm. And it's not in a mean way. It's just a, it's just a. It's a so very it competitive, mm-hmm. even when it's in a non-competitive place like where I'm at, it still feels slightly competitive, mm-hmm. but that's good. I think that's what makes you go from your comfort zone to yeah. elevates right. you. Mm-hmm. And um, at the same time, though, everybody there is very, very, co- like they're, they teach me, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're coachable, they're, they're teachable too. And um, that's sometimes the hardest part right you know is is there somebody that can not only you know show me mm-hmm. that they know what they're doing but also show me that they're willing to sh- teach me how to yeah. do it too right um so i'm grateful for that job because they've done a lot of teaching gotcha yeah Very i'm sure cool. it's been annoying sometimes because sometimes i'm like what and they're like bitch this is basic. And I'm just like, but I'm insecure in this place. <laughs> now, how many people are there? How many chefs? Well, so the there's, for the sous chefs, mm-hmm. there are, um, I gotta even count, one, two, there's about four. Okay. And then just one executive chef. Right. Um, and then there's an executive pastry chef. Okay. Um, but Ryan, Chef Ryan is the main honcho. Okay. Yeah. And he is like, the least so is he like directing music or does he like no. like that's the best analogy i've ever I heard think, in my yeah. life yeah like so this kitchen setting is more laid back okay which is kind of why i love it for learning it's a great i always say where i work is a great starting and a great finishing place mm-hmm. um because you know a little bit about bishop gatson for those who may not know is it's a very upscale retirement community a lot of the residents there were very important people at one point in their lives. Mm-hmm. Maybe there still are. Mm-hmm. And if they're not anymore, their family members are. If that gives anybody an idea of right, what it's like. Um, so what we do is we kind of work on their 
everyday, you know, foods. Um, and I mean, they're, <laughs> it's crazy because it's a cafe, right? right? And you're thinking like, oh, is it kind of sounds like Village Inn or something, right? <laughs> no, like these people get yeah. lobster rolls. Right. They, they get, get yeah. Yeah. fresh seafood every day. Like, I mean, the, this is like, they will not take anything less than, you know, extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Right. I Which follow is, Leah on social media and she posts some of the things sometimes. And I was like, should I go retire? Right. Yeah. No, like, are you ready? You You're need ready another job here. besides being a teacher yeah. to retire well, there. It's crazy because exactly. it's yeah. literally. Do you have something else you're doing? That yeah. I don't know about? Yes, I work at Oak Red Brewery. Oh, that's sure. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, it's like like some of them like mm-hmm. $5,000 a month. Yeah. It's a Never lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. But with that, though, it's nonprofit. Right. So they pay our checks. And mm-hmm. you would think they'd be rude, but they're wonderful. I love our residents. They're, I mean, they're part of the, what makes me come every day. Right. You know, one of them, his name is Bruce, which is my dog's name. And he will be like, because Hi, of Leah. him? Yeah, right. That's, well, that's what he thinks, I think, at this point. <laughs> but he's always like, you know, they all know your name. Right. They're like, Hi, Leah. How's Bruce? Is he being a good boy? And I'm like, oh, Yeah, he is. And Aww. I'm like, How are you? And he's like, I'm good. He's like, I always love seeing your pretty face every day. Aww. I know. And I'm just like, Bruce, I love you. Just never leave. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, um, but it's a great experience because I get a, you know, their budget is, is fairly large. Mm-hmm. And so we get um, to work with a lot of fun stuff. And nice. it's not so, the orchestra style is very fine dining, mm-hmm. very professional and old school. Okay. But it's probably the what I love the most. Like I would like to eventually go back to that, but it's the most draining. So this is a lot more hours. Yeah, this is more like a real job. I know it sounds crazy, but it's like more stable. Right, right. A lot of the people there have families, or they're older, um, or they're they're just out of you know whatever. Mm But it it's a really great place to just like have a sense of stability, right? Where most you know restaurant life, like in New Orleans, I think I would have loved it, but I think I would have had no life and I would have been worked to the bone. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of a good, it's good right now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's where you need to. Be. Yeah, but I I really really love our executive chef. I mean, the way he, a lot of times executive chefs can be assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that style is kind of weeding out like the Gordon Ramsay or whatever. But, um, he's very like, he feels like an equal, but you respect him like he's higher. Mm -hmm. And so he knows how to lead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't act like he's above you, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, he'll, he'll tell you what needs to be done. Right. And you do it because he treats you like an equal. Mm -hmm. So I like that a lot. That is good. That's excellent leadership. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Which is teaching me. Right. You know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what's your favorite style of cooking? I know we talked yes, about the brewery. It's hard. That night, but. Yeah. Um, well, I, I always lean on Asian food. Mm-hmm. I love Asian food. But like if I had to pick something that I that really brings me joy, it would be like Julia Child's Beef Bouvignon. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, it's like the French style of a beef stew, but like so much better than how we do it. I hate, <laughs> I hate traditional like American beef stew. My mom is a meat and potato kind of girl, and I no shade on that, but like I just my soul's like a little sad. It's like where's where's the love? You know, it's like so basic. And so this one uses like half a bottle of wine. 
Of course. Mm-hmm. And of course butter. you need that. Like yeah. that you whispered that. Yes. Like, <laughs> like this isn't it's a, a beer. women brewing <laughs> podcast. It's, it uses and a little bit of crack cocaine. That's honestly true. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It might as well. And I say half a bottle of wine because you're not supposed to use half a bottle, but I don't. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like a cup and a half. And yeah, I'm like, I'm like just, yep. I just yeah. guesstimated. I was going to say, good. I'm pretty sure I only put a cup in mine. Yeah. Um, so because you're not a professional, I'm Carrie. not a professional. <laughs> well, or maybe you are, and I'm the one no. that's not. I don't know. That's because I prefer to drink the rest of the wine. <laughs> yeah, and see, not pour it all in there. I'll eat the wine. That's my. That's kind of how I go. Nice. But um, I love it because it to me is like the foundation of what good cooking is. Like, mm-hmm. I get a lot of people that message me for recipes, and I hate. I hate, and it's not them, but I hate when people ask me because. Right. I don't measure when I cook. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. So everything I tell you is just out of, like, out of my ass. I'm like, right. I, I don't know. I did, like, maybe five cloves of gar- or whatever. And people that don't really know how to cook really right. need. You need the guidelines. Yes. You need the guidelines. See, that's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, like, funny how life kind of circles around because now I feel like those teachers that didn't right. get me. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I'm trying so hard. But um, so what I, I always tell them is start with something classic. Mm-hmm. And Julia Child's, mm-hmm. you know, style of beef bouillon is made for the everyday woman mm-hmm. or everyday man, right? And it's made for simple Americans to like not simple Americans, but you know what I mean, like <laughs> Americans. Not complicated. No, here comes the French. Yes, simple yeah, Americans. <laughs> <laughs> but that's basically what it's intended for, and it's so rustic, mm-hmm. but it tastes. It, like when you taste it it just it you feel like you're somewhere else and I really like when I first made it I felt like I was in a movie or something right. you know like it was a, such a, an experience mm-hmm. so um I always I always think about that dish and I think that will always be something that has like a special place in my heart sure. so yeah I always tell people like if you really want to learn how to cook right that is a great starting place. Yeah. I used to love watching Julia Child. Yeah. I don't know not. what she came on. I don't know I don't what remember. TV channel yeah. she was she on. on PBS? Maybe it was PBS, but PBS. I used to watch well, it all even the time. Her story, not that I learned her anything from yeah. I think that was the whole thing. There was a story yeah. with everything and Yeah, and and Paul was such a feminist and he really right. he really um supported Julia so, and yep. she was just kind of herself. She'd be mm-hmm. all odds and I mean, for her to do that in France, yeah, especially back then, yeah, like I don't, the yeah, time. yeah, yeah, that's 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 a real chef right there. So yeah. yeah so awesome. what do you find as one of the biggest challenges, like in culinary or just mm-hmm. culinary? We'll talk about um, life challenges in a minute. <laughs> um, I think it would be the biggest challenge is to be taken seriously by male mm-hmm. peers. Um, you know, I we're. The few times that I've put mm-hmm. my foot down, you're called emotional or you're called a bitch right. um, or controlling or whatever. Um, but if I don't, I'm wa- sometimes I can be walked over or I can be treated like a baby. Right. Um, and it's not – and I don't mean this mean. You know, I don't think it's anything's out of – anything like, you know, bad. I think right. it's just engraved in male culture. It's a learning curve. Or, yeah, yeah, where it's like they automatically assume that we're weaker or they automatically mm-hmm. assume we can't keep up or they automatically assume that we don't know as much or right. we need 
to be talked to softer or whatever. Um, so, and, I, and I'm really bad because sometimes I fall into like, if you treat me like a baby, I just kind of get soft and, you know, like let you. Because right. mm-hmm. I'm really bad with conflict. <laughs> so I won't like it, but I won't say anything. Right. And that's been a very hard, you know, I'm, I'm learning Working more on and that. more mm-hmm. on how to be like, I really don't fucking like, and I right. like, you know, because I cuss all the time. I fit in in that area. <laughs> you know, that's why I right. like this job. We all cuss like sailors. But, you know, when I put my foot down, I have this sense of I feel really bad about it and right. things. And I, you know, so it's it's challenging to be able to be like, where where do I find the line between your peer and being respected? Right. Because if I make a mistake, it's a lot worse because I think in my view I'm a woman you know they're quicker to call me lazy they're quicker to call me whatever Mm -hmm. um then maybe they would a male peer gotcha so that's definitely the hardest yeah nice yeah interesting it's a but that you're aware of it and I mean I'm sure more and more men are becoming aware you know again well yeah and it's kind of one of those like you said learned it's a learned yeah. yeah and it's interesting because one of the things I will always, I will never ever let somebody kind of disrespect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know people are going to roll their eyes when I say this, but I don't give a fuck. It's you the me girl. too thing. Yeah. Um, so in kitchens, uh-huh. sexual harassment, I mean everywhere, but right. a lot of the times in kitchens, it was really, really bad. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, up until a few years ago. And... Um, even to this day, if we talk about it, like mm-hmm. with some of my peers, they get so frustrated with the HR thing. Uh-huh. And they're so quick to be like, well, you know, like, I was just making a joke or, right. you know, like the chef at my old job just slapped her ass once. And like, it's things like that where it's not my kitchen only, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of just, but it's like, that's the one thing like I just have no tolerance for is it's like right. some of you have daughters. Right. Some what of you, you have wives. Again? All of you have mothers. Right. I am I really having to like explain mm-hmm. this? Right. I will, but you won't listen, <laughs> you right. know. So that's been like a delicate thing that I mm-hmm. still, you know, it's very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um but to work in a kitchen like Chef Ryan, he he respects it mm-hmm. and he takes it very serious. And so, like, I've not really had to have any issues in that line. Right. But if I did, I know that if I went to him, he mm-hmm. would do something. And right. he would make sure that I feel safe and respected. And that's something, too, that not every kitchen, mm-hmm. not every woman chef right, um, has access to. Mm-hmm. So, again, very grateful in right. that aspect. But, yeah, there's a lot of – there's still a lot of – old school mentality mm-hmm. built in kit in cooking right. but you know it's kind of like well things right. are changing you can either leave or change right, right. which is you. you know it's yeah it's interesting that contradiction because you know it's the women in the kitchen making the meal at home mm-hmm. yeah but in the professional realm it should be so it's an interesting just contradiction yeah and, well and you all, know in any and way just they human, can you know in human yeah. psychoses that we're okay with <laughs> i know it is strange i think it's just because like in the cooking is actually more of a laborious job than people mm-hmm. like to think and there's a lot of um there is opportunity to make good money in this right. industry and also being a 
a chef, like a sous or an executive chef, mm. gives you power. Okay. Yeah. So, so anytime the there's an opportunity for power, oh, men yeah. are gonna find their way into right. it. And I don't I don't mean this to sound like I'm a man right. hater, you know. No. But um it's just facts of life. life right. I mean, and, and we see it in the female it, world too. Oh, I mean I mean, like so I said, every principal right. I've ever had except for one right. was a male. Yeah. They always I mean, wore they a bow tie mind. too, and I don't that's another I don't get it. So but it goes back to that that kind of word you used. It's power versus leadership. And yeah, there's a huge difference. Yeah, just because you're in a leadership position doesn't mean you have power yeah. to like power isn't that's yeah. different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, it's crazy, too, because uh, the industry, I mean, it's still this way, but right. where I work, it's not, which is nice. But a mm-hmm. lot of them, um, a lot of cooks or a lot of chefs have substance abuse issues. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the reasons I actually like it sounds crazy, but one reason I love being in this industry is like you get a bunch of people who don't pretend to be something they're not Mm -hmm. like what you see is what you get right and i i I love that but at the same time it can make things uncomfortable or challenging Mm -hmm. um luckily like i said my job uh working with the type of residents we work with and stuff you know you don't really run into too many issues but i've worked in a few other kitchens before this Uh and you know like some of them like on the dishwasher didn't show up because he's in jail again and like right, one of our right. chefs had to go bail him out or like right oh yeah you know some chefs come back and they're sniffing and right. like you know and mm-hmm. you're just like so right that, it's just because we work such long hours and right late nights and stuff but um so that's starting to get better but mm-hmm. it's still you still know there. so it's kind of like a I love hate that I know it sounds crazy but right. it's kind of like it's kind of refreshing to be around people who just don't give a fuck right <laughs> Yeah, you know, right it's just like but at the same time you're like could you give a little bit of a fuck? <laughs> yeah at the same like, time i'm like how about we like maybe just do this after work <laughs> exactly <laughs> just an idea yeah can we give a modicum yeah, yeah yeah that's why like again i i really am grateful for my job right because it cuts so much of that bullshit out right um so you can just do what you love and mm-hmm. you don't really have to worry about all the other stuff mm-hmm. but uh, yeah nice. exactly yeah can that's just a great care? place to be just a, just a little bit, bit. <laughs> <laughs> put that cocaine to the side yeah so we don't put mix it, it in the food put it in the julia <laughs> child's beef bouvignon yeah. Yeah. yeah let's not do that tonight <laughs> yeah i'm like that's how you stay skinny in this job okay you wanted some oh, i got uh-huh. it <laughs> shit that's hilarious oh, oh my goodness well, what advice would you have for young women or people, girls or anybody? Yeah, people. That's so hard because yeah. there's so much craziness out there. <laughs> just like the mic just Don't almost. Slap she was so, so passionate about it. You yeah, Hit yourself just, with the mic. I like yeah. it. Um, I think the advice would just be that, you know, who you are today isn't going to be who you are tomorrow mm-hmm. if, if you – are lucky enough like I think when I was younger I kind of put myself into this cookie cutter idea of like okay I'm gonna do this with my life but I realized like all the people that stick with like plan a shit hits the fan because life is there's no such thing as plan a there's like a plan b c d you know all that and um so I think the best advice I can give is that like you should look at life as just a giant adventure. Mm-hmm. And so just take those gut feelings and ride with them and not, not fall too into this trap of like, Oh, well, so-and-so has a house already. So-and-so looks so skinny. So-and-so skin is perfect. 
I'm just this. Like you really have to invest in yourself wholeheartedly mm-hmm. in order to create the type of life you want for yourself. So that means certain people might not agree with it or certain relationships might not last because of that. And you kind of have to find a way to be okay with yourself versus like depending on, I know it sounds bad, but just depending on other people because you're going to be with you your whole life. So you really have to learn to love and trust yourself and Mm -hmm. uh, stop trying so hard, you know, to, to live a life that impresses other people. You need to make sure that what you're doing is like fulfilling you um, and making choices around that. And, and you'll find that what I think you'll find it, you mm-hmm. know, it, yeah. it, if you listen to yourself and you listen right. to your heart and it sounds cheesy, but it's when you ignore those things mm-hmm. to try to impress people or whatever that you lose yourself. But it's pretty easy to have a fulfilled life if you just pay attention. Right. Nice. I, I think. I yeah. Yeah. True. Seems to be working for you. You seem like a pretty happy, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 Loving, mean, loving life, loving living life. the dream girl. Yeah. So, you know. You got to because, you know, it's like you can spend your life kind of sitting there wishing shoulda, coulda one day. Mm-hmm. Or you could be like, man, t- like who I am today was who I thought I'd never be two, three years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I just kind of have yeah. to go with it. We can all yeah. attest to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Ooh. my other advice is don't do fucking keto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or E2M. <laughs> Okay, oh, that's my other advice because I can't, I can't anymore. Okay, if any of you send me more recipes about how can I make a pie without any fucking bread, you can't. I'm like that. Why? No. Why would you want to spend your life sad? I have more questions about. Do you say a pie with no bread? Like yes. no type you mean of like gluten. A crust? No type of okay. crust. No, no type crust. of. We, yeah, we call that fruit. Go yeah. eat it. I'm sitting here like. Bitch, do you want to, like, what do you want from me? I don't know. You know, like I'm the sorry. almond flour, it's healthier. I'm like, okay, once in a while, here's a secret, everybody. Listen close. Listen, you can have things that taste good and that are bad for you once in a while. Yes. Every day, maybe not. But, <laughs> not like, eat the pie. Diet. Eat yeah. the pie. There's your advice. Oh my God. Eat, eat, eat the pie. The eat the pie. Like, that eat the pie, really... and you know what you do? You work out the next day. What? Right. Okay. It's... Really oh, wait. Funny. You're telling me I should exercise and keep my body healthy and eat? Yeah. That's insane. It's, it's weird. Everyone's like, what diet did you do to lose weight? I was like, none. I literally didn't count calories. I didn't mm-hmm. nothing. All I did was I worked out every day, and I ate pretty healthy, but once in a while, I would eat really bad. And you know what? I wouldn't feel guilty. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Not one bit because I knew I was doing what was good for me. That's right. So that's my other advice is please, for the love of God, get <laughs> off, stop following keto on Facebook or whatever and joining those groups. Yeah. And, and nobody said you had to have the jumbo size portion of the good food. Thank like, you. <laughs> Like I mean, yeah, you can like, have good food in a normal. Yeah, like learn a little portion control. That that's you know we're not very good at that in America. But, Nobody said uh, eat the whole pie. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. You my know. mom's my mom's best quote. You know, suisms. Sorry, suisms. My mom's best quote is, "Well, it's not their last meal, so it's fine." Like when yeah. I'd be worried about, like, do we have enough food, food for yeah. Thanksgiving, or do we have? To, it's not their last, their last meal. meal. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh like, awesome. right. I'm going to think so, about that yep. at work. Yep. Like, they make enough salads? Nope. It's not their last meal. Well, I'm going to make live. a horrible joke, but uh, it is a might be their last meal. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, maybe. It might be. Sometimes we got to think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
yes. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. That made me laugh so hard. Yeah, because it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. He messages me again. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's no, just, you're good. Because people ask me the same thing. Because yeah. I, I run. And they're like, what did you do? I'm like, I, I run. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they don't believe. They're like, wait, but like. Like what circuits? Else? What else like, did yeah. you do? So like how many miles? Was, exactly. Yeah. Well, how do you do that? I get up and go. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. My I could on never. And I make sure I tie exactly. them. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they come untied so I have to stop. What? <laughs> no. Sometimes. I could never. And I'm like, well, have you tried? Exactly. Sometimes you fall. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. And guess what? Guess what happens? You get you up. You get up. Oh, teacher metaphors here <laughs> coming through. Yeah. yeah, it's true, though. A lot of people are like, I could never. And it's like, bitch, we all have it in us. us. Okay? You just, right. And you're right. If you keep saying you could never, guess what? You could never. You could Yeah, never. I'm like, just get up and do it, especially right. when it comes to movement. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if you're blessed enough to be able to do that, yep. just do it. Yes. You know? yeah. Those are my favorites, too. Well, you can eat that bag of candy because you damn straight because I ran. You're right. Yes. I can. Yes, I can. And so can you. Okay. We all can. You can eat it too. I don't care. Yeah. Like Donovan and I, mm-hmm. mostly me, but I'm going to say Donovan. <laughs> it makes me feel a little better. But like I am, he got me really into M&M, peanut M&M's. <gasps> oh, she loves them. Oh, God. See, I literally, there you go. normal M&M's are so basic, so basic and I just can't. But like these ones, for some reason, I put them in the freezer. Yep. <gasps> that's the best place and for them. And it's that like little, and you're just like, <sighs> and like <laughs> certain colors taste better. Okay, Jennifer Lopez in, they that, do. in that movie, The Wedding they Planner. Do. Have you ever seen The Wedding Planner? I probably have a long time ago. But she, she only eats the, the brown, brown ones. Okay, no, that's chocolate. weird. No, no because that's chocolate. Because they have artificial, artificial coloring. Because they're brown. Idiot. Yeah, Even the, the brown has artificial color. Yes, yeah, we know. She's stupid. It's the blue and the green ones. No, for me, it's the red. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Mm, you naughty. <laughs> and like sometimes I'll just like go up behind Donovan and just... <laughs> While he's watching TV or something. And I'm just like waiting for him to cave. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. But either way, I still do it. But it's like, yeah. I, that's what's, you know, my boyfriend's a trainer. You know, I'm a yeah, chef. we left like, that little part out. Yeah, we did oh, leave yeah. that part out. Donovan's a trainer. And uh, all that stuff. But we still have, like, we go out to eat. What? And, yeah. We don't feel guilty, you know, because we know in the morning we're going right. to get up, we're going to work out, we're going to do what you got to do. Well, and you also know it wasn't that one meal. That one meal that did broke not. the camel's back. <laughs> yeah. No. Him and I have secretly just fat as shit deep down. Like, we're like on my 600 pound life. Like, you know, like sometimes we'll like, I'll, like the other day I messaged him, there's a really great bagel place prior. Deli? yes <gasps> that jewish you New York put that yeah you put that yeah. on thing oh, god bless that woman so oh my all god. their food is so good everything yeah. okay all everything i can, i want to try their things but all i can do right now is i just i have to get their bagel sandwiches yeah they're i can't good. like i want to try their pastrami everything but i'm just like Fuck. their dessert I know it looks amazing it It looks so good I wish I knew but I get the same thing because I just I I can't because you know you like it but like the other day I texted him and I was like um have you eaten yet and he's like no and I was like huh and I'm already mind you I'm already in the parking lot of the bagel place okay and I was like secretly like I, I really just wanted him to like it tastes better when somebody's like, like yeah hey, let's, do it. let's yeah, do it let's do it yeah it doesn't taste as good with shame so I was like um how do you feel about a bagel and he's like you know what I want right and I was like um yep I already ordered it and I'm waiting in line I'm really glad that you said you wanted one too because it's happening because if not I was gonna have two <laughs> yeah exactly 
<laughs> so yeah, that's but it's like nice because like you know you hear oh he's a trainer so right. blah, blah. no so he only eats celery. God no, yeah. lettuce and, and meat. Well, when I first and met him meat. and he was in he was trying to bulk and yeah. do all this cutting right. and all, uh, he had like literally boiled chicken with no seasoning and rice. Oh my god! And I will never <laughs> let this down. Like Donovan's like can you move past that? And I'm like, <laughs> no. no, like I'm the white person in this relationship. I should be the one doing the seasonless chicken, not you. Like what? I'm like, what is happening? We are flipping roles here. Right. How am I teaching you how to season food? Like what is going on? You lost he didn't head. care. He just needed to be bulky. You lost me bulk at, it up. Bowl, at boiled you can't even say chicken. It. I swear to God. And like he had like the Mrs. Dash, like no salt. Like that's again, okay? That's like a pie with no crust. <laughs> like the point. What the fuck? You know? Like I was like, this is ridiculous. So as soon as I stepped into that man's life, his seasoning, like, oh, mm. Mm, what's that? Oh, adobo. What's that mean? Oh, chipotle. What's oh, I love that adobo. Mean? Oh, we you got can some still bulk up. We got you. Yeah, I just. I like my food. My food super salty, so I kind of had to cut back for him. My mom's Italian, so like, I just know salt. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've had to cut back on that oh. for him because I will say, like, I like it salty. <laughs> so, well, balance. It happens. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not going to get over the boiled chicken. <laughs> oh, it's been a year and I still, I mean, it was, no, it was, I don't know if it was boiled or baked, but it tastes the same, which is sad. Like, it literally. There's no seasoning on it. It was probably it's, boiled. Yeah. yeah. And it literally, like. Like, you know, like when your dog's stomach's upset and the vet's like, give them like rice and chicken. Plain chicken. Plain. Right. The owl's like, you're eating the shit that dogs eat when their stomachs are upset. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> if this is what being skinny is, it's not for me. Nope. I'll take a hard pass. Yeah. yeah. It's like, my fupa's staying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you have to pick a word for 2022, what would be your word? Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with hopeful. I like it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I think it's going to be hopeful. I think there's going to be like a lot of um, breakthroughs in certain sciences. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. I think that families are going to be able to actually see each other this year that maybe couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and just new exciting things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I'm, a good I one. think it's going to be. I like it. I'm tired of everybody being so negative you mm-hmm. know so you make the best of what you got like yeah i mean it sucks and, but you know yeah but like hope it is doesn't good because suck. it doesn't mean it's gonna be great it doesn't mean it's gonna, it's be, gonna bad. be bad you're just kind of right. hoping that it's like a little in bit between better, right? <laughs> yeah decent and higher yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and as you said the negative it doesn't solve anything what are you no doing? yeah i'm so tired of hearing all of it too yeah. like we all know people's stances by now right like, i don't care if you want it the shot i don't care if you don't want the shot you do shut the fuck up you do yep. you and that's it yeah now let's move on <laughs> yeah i'm like listen because no matter what you say it's not gonna change anybody else's brain right. no exactly just gotta not. do what you gotta do and just mm-hmm. keep on rolling worry about you yeah. it's a big old rolling turd stay we're just on it <laughs> stay in your fucking lane yeah lady <laughs> Karen's all over the damn place <laughs> on the Facebook. So yeah, oh, I'm hopeful people will get back to just chilling out. Just chill. Same. Yeah. Ooh, that Same. would be amazing. Same Z's. Yeah. Same-sies. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we've enjoyed it a lot. We yeah, I had a lot of you. fun. Thank you for awesome. thinking of me and having me on here. Of course. Thank you for yes. your time. Thanks yeah. for cooking we've for so me at some point. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if I can oh, yeah. live up to the Chex Mix. <laughs> 
Oh, you're going to live up to it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. One of these it. days, uh, we're going to have a housewarming party whenever we get our life together in that house. Nice. Well, you're yeah. painting. Um, oh, yeah, my God. I do nothing but paint. <laughs> I literally... No, I paint... I just love it. Like, I'm going to run out of shit to paint. Yeah. Well. No, you won't, because I'll, ne- I'll be your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> you I, really, I really want you to be my neighbor. I'll make you beef bouvignon. young. <gasps> but whenever we do our housewarming party, I'll cook a lot of shit. Yes. There you go. And oh, you guys are definitely welcome. Woo! Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we got it recorded, so she can't take it back. <laughs> I'm like, that was not I'll play me. Exactly. Yeah. When we yeah. show up. And she's Donovan's like, always like, doing here? <laughs> Donovan's always like, you invite everybody and you never let me know. And I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, my cousin's coming to town, my mom's coming to town, and they're staying for a month. month. And you'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah. Also, the three ladies on the podcast are coming over. Bye. We'll be there soon. Yeah. Honestly, anybody to, that has ever been around, like he's coached, like it's like family. So he'll be excited. Yeah. If it's something like that, he's fine. But if it's like girls night, he'll be like, um, no. I'm out. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so right. thank well, you for thank your time. You. Check out Aaliyah. Yes. Where can we find you on social media? Yeah, I have two because I'm extra. <laughs> um one is aliyah.shay s-h-e-y and then the other one is oh, my chow boss and it's just let me double check so i don't steer people wrong but it's chow boss with a underscore underscore yeah. i like how you know at the end of it yeah Carry at the I end of it, it. Carry thank you it thank you because yeah. i clearly just to make sure yeah but you can um follow me on both and nice. um or not I don't, you, yeah. can, you can be hungry with all her amazing exactly. pictures of delicious Just food. like the shit. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. Hit the like button. Yeah. I'm desperate. <laughs> right. And please do not DM me for recipes. Yeah. <laughs> please don't, y'all. Please don't. Oh, look. She's been in Charleston long enough to say, say y'all. Oh, no. Kentucky did that <laughs> to me. Say, oh, I bet true. some Kentucky in true. there. Yeah. yeah. I learned yeah. all about that. Nice. And yeah. I can't stop. But thank awesome. you guys so right. much. Thank it was so you. lovely. Thank I had a lot of fun. Awesome. You rock. You rock. Bye. Bye.